Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Niu Hongling, joined by Josh and Xinyu. Coming up on the second half of the show, we take a look at a high school in Zhejiang Province. Here, not only can students enjoy a campus perfectly designed to combine technology and nature, they are even encouraged to practice mindful daydreaming in a floating forest. <laughs> and does drinking out of a straw cause wrinkles? Why some drinks taste better when sipped through a straw? What happened to your body when you use a straw? Find out all the above and more in today's straw special. Now on Roundtable. In Ningbo City, Zhejiang Province, there's a boldly designed high school campus that breaks the traditional mode of educational environments. Keywords such as floating forest, tree houses for mindful daydreaming, and world building of the year 2023 have attracted people's attention. So Xingyu, can you paint us a picture of this school with your words? Tell us what's so special about it and what are some highlighting features. Mm, okay, so I have seen the pictures of the Huizhen High School, and it doesn't look like a public school to me. It yeah. looks like more of like a private school, but actually it's a public boarding school, and I can see that it has this artistic feel, and it's almost like a park. So. It's definitely not what we have in mind when we talk about like school campus in China. I think what stood out to me is the natural elements, like you said, a rooftop park with a floating forest. What is a floating forest? <laughs> so it's basically when you see from the outside, you can see the different layers of the different floors, but you will see different lots of greenery embedded inside the. The building and their tree-lined pathways connecting different classrooms、wow. and other study facilities.、Uh, so it's quite eye-catching, I would say. And also, they have these tree houses where they grow different plants, and there is an aquarium, and also other spaces for students' needs. And on the roof, there is a 600-meter meandering walkway for a leisure school. Like you said, you can. Just、uh, enjoy a mindful daydreaming, <laughs> and、uh, there are lots of spaces for students to relax and probably read some books and chat with other students. So I think the school design is definitely what most students would look forward to. Yeah. Before getting into the details of some special designs of the middle school, as well as the purpose or the inspiration behind the designing of it, I was actually wondering because since you mentioned something that caught my attention earlier, that、mm -hmm. is your imagination of a public school would definitely be not like this. It's more <laughs> like a private school. That is because here in China we have this quote unquote stereotype about public schools. That is, schools are supposed to be a place for students. To learn, to study, to study, <laughs> to very efficiently study. You should design the shortest route from cafeteria to the building to your classroom, so you don't quote unquote waste time on the way. You would spend all of your time studying, and efficiency is important, and、uh, being able to save time is important. Of course, we have a lot of really good equipment. We have good、uh, laboratories if students need. One and all those facilities are for the purpose of helping students study better. 
study faster, study more efficiently. And apparently, this school is not like that. But again, before going into the details of the design of this beautiful school, I was wondering, what is your memory, or what's your favorite or least favorite? Characters of your old middle schools or high schools, Josh. Would you like to start sharing first? <laughs> well, I'd probably say one of the only positive memories I have of my <laughs> school was its architecture. It actually looks quite cool, and I think that it was designed pretty well.、Um, and I, I think that is one of the best memories. We had a massive field. We had a lot of green space. There was a lot of windows. So basically. You were never really without a window in any classroom, and and surrounding the whole school were a lot of big fields. So you know it was there was a lot of natural light, and I think that this is really important for learning.、Um, it didn't make my school any better, sadly. But,、um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's still still it, it. I think it is really important. I don't think having the quickest route to、uh, the cafeteria and such is the most important thing. I, I do I do think that.、Um, It is important as well, but I think that having enough natural light and a comfortable place to be in is the most important thing. I think that does facilitate better learning.、Um, so yeah,、uh, that's a nice memory I think of my school. And even when I go back to my hometown, I can see it in the distance. Sometimes, sometimes as I drive in、um, across the hill that sort of goes down into my town, and it looks looks pretty cool. Mm. I think for most of the Chinese middle schools or high schools, we have this designated buildings. If you say it's the teaching building, then it's all about teaching and learning. Ah,、oh, yes. There's no space for leisure. So basically, in all of the floors, there would be classrooms packed, and also probably restrooms. Or probably a library, but、mm. other than that, it's just it serves the only a function. A boring building. <laughs> <It serves laughs> that's what you want. Yes, a boring building. So that's what I have in my memory about my high school and middle school. But if you ask what's the least favorite part of it, I would say before I look at the pictures of this particular high school we're talking about today, I didn't have much complaint about <laughs> my high school. But after seeing this new Brand new and、um, artistic architecture. I would definitely hope that more high schools would embrace the natural elements incorporated in the campus design. That is a really good point. Actually, my middle school has at least three or four boring buildings, like Xingyu has <laughs> mentioned. It's all about learning. It's all about classrooms and maybe some offices of teachers. But my high school is. A bit better, in my opinion, because we had this building with this courtyard inside.、Mm-hmm. So you have a glass roof with natural sunlight getting in,、mm-hmm. and with this little courtyard, we actually placed a piano there. Wow! Yes, because we had long class breaks during the afternoon. After the first two classes, two sessions, you would have a twenty-minute long break, and I remember one. Afternoon. I do not remember the purpose or the reason of that special, voluntarily planned little event. But for some reason, there were these two students playing piano duet in the courtyard. Wow! And everyone else from different classes, different grades, started to fold this paper plane and throw it from the. Higher level of the floors.、Mm-hmm. It was a very fun memory. And thinking about that, I realized these 
little moments allowed by the designer for the campus actually will leave certain memory in a little girl, little boy's mind、mm-hmm. that forms a very important part of their memory about their childhood times or their school life. And the thing is, one regret I had for my schools, for my middle schools, was that we didn't have a lot of greeneries. We didn't have、mm. a lot of forests and maybe a park. But apparently, that's not the case for this school we're talking about today. Yeah. So I've checked the design team of this school. It's designed by. Approach Design Studio and also Zhejiang University of Technology Engineering Design Group in China. So basically, the design encourages students to walk, especially during the ten-minute break between classes, and so that they can get some fresh air and、uh, probably get rid of some of the stress from the burden of your study. Because especially for high school students, they are facing. The ultimate task of the college entrance examination. So the, the three years of living inside the campus, and also for this boarding school, I've checked that three quarters of students are living inside the school for like three years. So、uh, I think for the design team, they're really considering what the students really need. I think traditionally for many of our parents or Uh, the society—they're measuring the success of a school from the measurement of their grades. But I think the design team and also the local government—they're putting a lot of emphasis on the the overall well-being of students,、uh, especially when these natural elements are incorporated. They can inspire free thinking, and they can let students adjust their body and mind to discover the beauty outside the classroom.、Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, one thing I noticed about the school is that it's a public school, like Xinyu mentioned,、mm-hmm. and the design team said that when they were presenting the design of the public school、yeah. to the local education authorities,、mm-hmm. they were kind of surprised to see how acceptable and how welcoming they have been. Do you think this reflects the changing of ideas, of principles, or even of mentalities? In today's society, that is, we started more and more. The majority of the society started to believe that for an education to be successful, we need to not only help students to learn better, but also cultivate both their body and mind. Well, yeah, I think a lot of teachers would probably. It doesn't surprise me that a lot of teachers would be on board with something like this, and I think that teachers are often at odds with、um, those funding、uh, schools and stuff like this. But it seems to me. <laughs> As, and, and, off, and it's very different as well. I think a lot of people might see all of these systems as quite standardized and the same all over. But this this was probably quite a lucky situation where those people in charge, those people sat at the education board, were probably much more open to this. And the story could have been much different if they were in another province or area in China or any other part. You know, I think it really comes down to personal preference. And but then again, I think. Anybody that's worked in education would probably agree that would probably be on board with something like this because, as much as the students need these spaces, so do those、um, professionals working in the school. You know, they also would want to be in an open green space. They also spend as much, if not more, time in the school working and teaching. So I think it makes sense. And ultimately, what they're trying to foster is community. And also, when we take into account sustainability, which Is you know coming to be at the center of a lot of educational practices. Being in a more sustainable building、um, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? 
Yes, actually, even we say this is one of the boldest middle school here in China, the、mm-hmm. most unconventional one, the one that breaks the rule of efficiency first. Actually, it's not the only one. Actually, we see a lot of different beautiful, artsy, and nice and green schools around China that embraces the nature and encourages students to spend a little bit of their leisure time their own way. And we see, for example, actually ever since. In history, schools in China are supposed to be embedded in a natural environment.、Mm-hmm. They're encouraged to make the connection with the nature. It would supposedly give them more inspiration in creating, in learning, and all that was very pivotal to Chinese philosophy, education philosophy. It's only with the development, with the urbanization of the country, that we started to have more and more schools in the busy and bustling city center. Which makes the embracing of nature a bit too hard for schools financially and practically. So, is there any other interesting examples you'd like to present about a really great campus designs in China and around the world? Yeah, I think what comes into my mind is one of the most beautiful universities in China. It's called Wuhan University、oh. in Hubei Province. It's known for its cherry blossoms, especially during the spring season. And actually, there are around a thousand cherry trees inside the campus. And it's not just people randomly plant these cherry trees inside the campus. It has something to do with the history, and they are remembering the past. And also, it's a demonstration of the China-Japan relationship. So I think in that way. As a student studying in the university, I think it's a great view, not only for the staff, faculties, and、uh, students, but also it's a testimony of the history. So in that sense, I think it can be a good example of a good campus design in China. Well, I mean, I I might also share my campus design from my undergraduate degree, which was at Brunel University in the north. West of London, it's barely in London, really. It's just on the edge. But anyway, this university is a relatively new university.、Um, I think it came about、uh, sometime in the seventies,、uh, early eighties. It started to be designed. It was named after Isambard Kingdom Brunel, the famous engineer, and it started out as an engineering university. When it was built, it has these massive concrete, sort of brutalist structures, which I think for some time didn't look very cool. But now, actually, it does look really interesting. I think because、um, you know it's had its time, and now when you look back and you go to it, it has a really interesting design. At least I think it does. It's supposed to look a bit like a big ship,、um, but it doesn't really look like a ship. But anyway, there's all these sort of protruding, yeah, there's all these sort of protruding、um, concrete structures that sort of stick out, and it looks very sort of seventies and. I think it just looks awesome, but maybe it's not for everybody.、Um, anyway, so that that's one example for me. Obviously, I'm very personally invested with it, and、uh, the reason I I like it is because of nostalgia as well. But I'm not the only one that loves it. <laughs> Actually, there are many middle schools and high schools here in China that are maybe they're not as、um, innovative or as advanced as the school we've just talked about in Zhejiang Province. Yet they provide a lot of different little renovation of their historical buildings. Maybe some of them have、um, 
Some of them have transformed their historical building, a building that is a bit antique looking, that is not that technologically advanced, into a library or a、uh, little museum, demonstrating the history of the school as well as the city. And some would transform a building into a art laboratory or a art center, with the characters of that building being demonstrated. So there are different ways, not only. Of course, introducing a lot of trees and a lot of greeneries into the campus is one thing, but at the end of the day, is to understand your school, understand what can your school provide or offer the students in the school, and、um, transform it from a again efficiency first facility into somewhere that students can form and can create some valuable memory that will benefit them not only academically but also. To To their entire childhood memories, and these serene corridors and floating forests offer more than just a break from the rigors of academic life. They provide a sanctuary where students can grow, reflect, and rejuvenate. And this harmonious blend of education and nature underscores the potential for more humane and holistic learning environments in our cities. Hopefully, it may inspire more and more schools to rethink their designs, prioritizing space. That nurture both the mind and the spirit. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up next, let's get to know all about straws. Stay tuned. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. It's the hour of roundtable with myself, Niu Honglin, Josh Cotterell, and Xin Yu. In the world of glitz and glamour, every detail matters, even down to how one drinks water. Recently, the unconventional method of drinking with a straw placed at the corner of the mouth has sparked widespread discussion on social media. The seemingly trivial action raises intriguing questions about beauty standards, health implications, and the ever-evolving nature of social trends. First things first. <laughs> what prompted celebrities to adopt this unique straw drinking method?、Mm. Yeah, so I have seen some of the pictures where celebrities would sip from the corner of their mouth through the straw. So that's that's quite unusual for me. <laughs> But I can't really see why celebrities they use straws when drinking water or beverages. For one reason, it's for their Image management, you know, straws—they are less likely to smudge lipsticks、uh. compared with open cups, so they can reduce the risk of makeup damage. And also, using a straw to drink beverages can prevent tooth coloration caused by these colored drinks like coffee, tea, or other drinks. And for why they're sipping from the corner of their <laughs> mouth, they are actually some of the influencers. They're saying that placing the straw in the middle of the lips can lead to wrinkles around the lip area. So、oh. why? So that's why they're drinking from、wow. the corner of the mouth. But <laughs> if you look at the pictures, you would 
you would think, okay, that doesn't look good. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, um, we've got some statistics saying that many Americans use Ross without even thinking twice about it. So much so that nearly 500 million plastic straws are used in the United States each day. That's nearly one straw for each American adult or children each day. Wow. Is that that common in the United Kingdom? Because I feel like here in China, I don't know if it has something to do with the fact that we prefer hot water and mm -hmm. using a straw for hot water or hot tea is not that, <laughs> I would say, pleasant. safe or pleasant <laughs> for Chinese people. So I don't see a lot of Chinese people going for a straw or opting for a straw as a first instinct. But I was wondering, what's the situation in Europe? Yes, I mean, I, I don't have too many accurate statistics on straw use, certainly not on the position of the straw in the mouth statistics <laughs> on that. I think it'd be really hard to get those statistics. Mm. But if anybody has them, please let us know. Um, but yeah, straw use is very common. And I think you've basically um, pointed out the main reason for that, which is, of course, we love to drink cold drinks and straws don't work very well um, in boiling hot drinks. In fact, they could completely melt or um, you know, be just be destroyed by the hot water. So yeah, and but there are a lot of people that use straws. And one of the main reasons that they would put them either at the corner of their mouth or a technique is that they put their teeth over them. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that. But that's also <laughs> quite common. The reason really? to do this is so well, it makes a lot of sense. Actually, if you were to say have an iced coffee, if you put your teeth over the straw, it means that they won't get stained by the coffee because the coffee will go past your front teeth. Um, and you understand, right? That's it, right? So um, <laughs> this makes a lot of sense to me. And especially in my own country in the UK, which one of the um, very, very offensive stereotypes that we get uh, being from Britain is that all our teeth are messed up, right? Um, but I must say that they're there is a little bit, there is no smoke without fire. And there is a little bit of truth in that we drink a lot of tea and coffee and it does stain our teeth, right? As it would stain mm. anybody's teeth. Um, and anyway, iced coffee has become more and more popular over the last decade or so um, as Starbucks and the like have become extremely popular. And yes, straws past the teeth or in the corner of the mouth is a thing. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've done my research. Many of the dermatologists, they are saying that when you use straws, you are constantly pursing your lips repeatedly. And this motion can lead to the appearance of wrinkles earlier. So it's not that the straw itself is causing the wrinkles, it's the motion of pursing your lips regularly. So for those who sip through straws for like, let's say every day, and it can cause your uh, wrinkles earlier than those who don't. So probably that's one thing many beauty lovers, they should be cautious about. Oh, in mm. that case, allow me to proudly, <laughs> not really proudly, present you with the straws designed to prevent wrinkles from forming around your mouth as you sip beverages. Actually, the hashtag anti-wrinkle straw has gained over hundreds and millions of views and counting on one of the viral 
short video platforms, not in China, thank fully, <laughs> around the world. That is this special design or this special anti-wrinkle straws in contrast to traditional straws, which have a vertical opening at the top for、mm-hmm. you to wrap your lips around. These unique straws have a shape that curves horizontally at the top, so you do not really have to purpose your muscles surrounding your mouth that way. Yes, that's. For those of you who cannot see the recording of roundtable, I get to see、uh, Xingyu trying to form her mouth the way she would bite or wrap around a straw,、mm-hmm. and、uh, apparently this new design of a straw would prevent that from happening, hence prevent the forming of the wrinkles. A bit too excessive, in my opinion. A bit too much. <laughs> Yet when it comes to straws, another thing is the. Material of the straw, because、mm. personally, I think plastic straws are definitely not sustainable and、yeah. bad for the environment. I don't recommend that. Yet I've tried two other types of straws. One is the paper ones.、Ah. To be honest, I'm not a huge fan.、Yeah. It kind of melts、yes. in your mouth,、right. especially for me because I have this hobby of. Biting my straws <laughs> a little bit. I know it's not a good hobby, but I do do that. And when I do that, it facilitates or it speed up the melting process.、Mm. So it's a bit weird for me. <laughs> and the other type of straw I had would be the glasses ones、ah. and the steel ones. And I don't know. Again, for someone who would bite on her straw, it. Hurt my teeth as well, <laughs> especially if it's an accident sometimes. But do you guys have preferences when it comes to the material of straws, or for the sake of helping the environment, helping our Earth? Would you recommend、mm. paper ones over plastic ones? Actually, I am not quite a fan of using straws for drinks, so I would prefer just using a reusable. Cups <laughs> or bottles instead of straws. Just drink it. And also, I've done my research on the use of straws. It can actually influence our health as well because when you sip from the straws, there would be air inside the straw, so it would cause your stomach bloating.、Ah. And also, when you sip through the straws, it would make you drink, let's say, more than. Without any straws, so for those sugary beverages, you should be really careful of consuming more liquid or consuming more beverages. So in that sense, it can cause health issues. So why not we just quit straws? <laughs> um. Well, one of the reasons that we need straws, I think, again, another reason why they're popular in the UK is because. Uh, people like to consume alcohol a lot, and one thing that I learned while working in a bar for many years、um, was that you should always use a straw because it's more hygienic、mm-hmm. um, than drinking straight out of a glass. So I think that's one reason.、Uh, but to answer your first question about the material that I prefer, I think that I would also I would also like to go for a reusable straw if possible.、Mm. But I would need to start carrying one around with me, which I'll be honest. I don't do,、um, but yeah. I mean, this is this is a big issue actually because, of course,、um, more biodegradable paper-made straws are much better for the environment, right? If they're recycled properly, but they tend to get wet and then they tend to sort of、um, get a bit、um, soggy, and that's yeah, not really very、yeah. good, is it? So I think we're still waiting on. I'm sure there are some better-made straws out there, but 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I have it's, a rubber it's a bit one. Of an issue. A reusable straw. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. And you can actually. Do you take it out with you? Yes. You can actually open it up. Fair play. Vertically. So you clean the inside of the straw. So wow. making it reusable. And I think on Runtable, we occasionally talk about these fun topics with some weird <laughs> facts about daily objects or even not daily, but interesting objects in the world. And that would maybe fulfill some special curiosities of our listeners and ourselves. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks to Xingyi and Josh. And of course, those of you who are still listening. Until next time, keep seeking knowledge and building bridges of understanding. I'm Niu Hong Lin. Bye for now.